Hey guys, Dustin here. Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to just kind of preface it and let you know that this is a sneak peek behind a special training that Matt and I ran called the 5x50 Challenge. And so we taught five ways that you can add 50 members. And today's training is all about the biggest one. So this is one you definitely want to stay tuned into the end, take notes and use it in your gym. Obviously, you're going to have to customize it slightly for the way your model works but this is something that we call the mega launch. And so I'm excited for you to hear how we do things. So let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Fitness Empire Podcast, where we show gym owners how to dominate their competition and build a massively profitable fitness business. Dustin and Matt collectively own 12 gyms and have a combined 30 years of experience in the fitness industry. They're here to help gym owners create an empire of impact and income. Welcome in, everybody. Let's do this. For the folks that don't know, Matt and myself, just a quick introduction. We are also gym owners like you. We own multiple locations. And so now we very much enjoy giving back to the industry and helping other gym owners to grow their business. And so the point of this 5 by 50 challenge is to show you guys five ways over five days how you can add 50 more members to your gym. So that is a total of 250 that you have the potential to add if you take action on all five so that is what we're here to do definitely take notes all right so as dustin said we're going to talk about the five different strategies to get 50 new members and, and the cool part with this over the next five days is you can stack these on top of each other and some of these actually work better when you stack them so uh, this is going to be the foundation unfortunately there's about 20 of you that have probably gone through some of this information so i'm going to if it's redundant, today's going to be launching challenges. Some of you just guys went through launching challenges. So if you end up uh, turning this off, that's totally fine. And I'll talk to the three people that haven't heard it before. Uh, but obviously, a lot of people are going to be getting uh, the replay for this. But a lot of this information is good information, regardless of whether you've heard it five times, 10 times, or 20 times. And I actually like giving a lot of this information because it reminds me of the basics of, of marketing. But so over the next five days, even though today is kind of like the foundation and it's uh, stuff that we've shared with a lot of you before, it really builds on for the rest of it. So just because you guys have heard this today, a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about in the next four days are all things that we haven't even talked about inside of the mastermind yet, but we will be in the next 30 to, to 60 days. The number one strategy that we're going to talk about today is how to launch a challenge. You get the most out of launching a challenge. Um, a lot of people do it incorrectly. There is a right way to do it. All of this based on that you guys have a great product and the value you bring to the marketplace. And there's a few other things that will dictate your success with what we're about to teach today. If you have a 100-person email list versus a gym that has a 5,000-person email list, obviously some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today is going to, to work a lot better for the gyms that already have a, a massive email list. It will work for everybody. But ultimately, some people that try this strategy and it doesn't get them to the 50 plus people that we talk about, usually it's because they have a very tiny email list or when they go to implement the strategy that we're talking about, they spend very little money on marketing to be able to build their email list to be able to launch this correctly. Or when we talk about building an email list here in a little bit, oftentimes they will 
try to offer absolutely nothing and then wonder why people aren't interested inside of that as well. So we'll talk about how the strategy works, why it works, and what causes it not to work in just a little bit. But I wanted to give that disclaimer. Uh, a lot of people have run this inside of the mastermind. Some people have done phenomenally well. I just got off the phone with one of our mastermind members yesterday that have over 100 non-client challengers, which is awesome, right? But obviously, there's also people that get 15, 20, 25 people as well. So a big separator between those two uh, oftentimes is what's the product, oftentimes what is the uh, email list, the ability to communicate with other people, what are we working with. Um, so over time, it can get more effective as you build your email list. And the cool part about this strategy, as we do what I'm about to talk about today, we build our email list as we go. All right, so small pitch. Anyone who's not currently in the mastermind, anyone that is gets value over the next five days, um, decides they want to continue to get value and get the done for you resources that we're going to talk about. Three minute pitch for the mastermind. I'm going to go as quick as possible because we have a bunch of people in the mastermind already. So with this, you get two months of mastermind if you decide to take her offer by the end of the five days. Normally $2,000 enrollment, $9.97 a month, not $9,997 a month. Uh, that would be awesome if we could charge that, but obviously we can't. With that, we're going to be refining all the assets over the next 30 to 90 days so you can implement everything that we're going to talk about with the 5x5 challenge. If you guys sign up, you'll get a free domination workshop. I used to run this only for Fitbody Bootcamp. I used to be a VP at Fitbody Bootcamp, and we would charge up to $5,000 for this event. Right now, it's going to be $997. So it's three days. It's going to be large group mastery in my headquarters in Grand Haven, Michigan on March 14th, 15th, and 16th. Uh, so me and Dustin are going to be pouring into you guys for three days to help you grow large group training. Um, so that's going to be free included if you guys decide to take the offer uh, with us. I'm going to do a 50K business audit. I'm going to sit with you down with you for 60 minutes, do an audit with you um, and find $50,000 in revenue inside of your business in an hour or less. Dustin's going to meet with you and go over the seven figure roadmap, show you all the assets to really building a seven figure gym. And then you get two coaching calls either with me or with Dustin um, of your choice included with that. Uh, one of the things I'm going to be talking about for the launch method is how the launch method was born, which is really how we opened our locations with 450 challengers, the methodology. So everything we did, every email, every ad, uh, literally everything is inside of that guide. You guys are going to get that included as well. So with that, this is a five-day challenge. Uh, the price of this will go up. So the first 10 people that sign up, it's $4.97. The second 10 that sign up, it's $9.97. And the third 10 that sign up, it's going to be $14.97 to take us up on this offer. And that is going to be your last pitch. We will pitch every single day for three minutes or less, but that's it. It's meant to be pure value for you guys. So if you're interested in that offer, uh, reach out to Dustin and he'll be happy to talk to you about further details. All right, so why should you listen to me very quickly? I've done over $46 million in sales since 2013. I know how to market. I know how to sell stuff um, and it works. So that that's pretty much it. But the real reason to listen to me is I went from absolutely nothing. I graduated with my master's degree in exercise physiology, $100,000 in student loan debt. I was living in my grandma's basement. I literally started with nothing and I had to learn how to market and sell. I'm a trainer by heart. I love helping people. I love helping transform people's lives, but I knew nothing about business. I knew nothing about marketing. I knew nothing about sales and I had to learn the skills and so did Dustin. And our goal is to be able to transfer that over to you to help you grow your gym in 2024. All right, so let's talk about the foundation. 
why people actually buy your programs. If you don't know why people buy your programs, it's going to be very hard for you to market and sell your programs to people. So this is really the foundation. If we can understand why people buy, what people find valuable, and then how to position our offers and get people to purchase, then we can grow our gyms. If we don't understand this, then it's going to be very hard for us to grow our gyms. So everything starts with an external reason, which is a physical or tangible problem. We always say the clients, the hero must overcome to save the day. So the internal is the frustrations that the external problem causes inside their life, which will relate just to weight loss here in just a second, because it makes a lot of sense. You don't really have to think about the philosophical at all. So the external for most of our clients is they want to lose weight, right? So a lot of our offers, if they're not results-based offers that help people lose weight, if you're trying to grow your gym, are going to fall on deaf ears, right? But it's not the weight loss that they're after. It's what they think the weight loss will offer, which is the internal. So your clients have no self-confidence. They have no energy. Uh, it's affecting their marriage. They're not happy with how they look and feel. They're embarrassed. They can't keep up, preventing them from doing things that are important to them or avoiding things because of their condition. It's holding them back. They feel defeated. They feel like they'll never lose the weight. You guys probably have a laundry list of the reasons that people actually show up. So if we talk to people and we actually dig deep into the reasons of why they show up and we unlayer the onion, as they like to say, you start uncovering the internal reasons why people purchase your program. They may come in and say, hey, I want to lose 20 pounds. But if you go, why do you want to lose 20 pounds? And you go, why, 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 why five times? You're going to start uncovering the internal reasons that they wouldn't tell anybody. If we can understand those internal reasons better than they can, then we're going to gain their trust and be able to sell them the, the program that they need. So if you're struggling with sales, oftentimes it's because we're not relating how our product actually solves their internal problems because that internal problem is the internal pain that they want solved. And if we can position what we do as solving that, then we win. But if we don't understand that and we also don't understand that's the game, then it's going to be really hard for us to market and sell anything. So when we think about the clients, what's actually valuable to clients, the most valuable thing to a client is to get out of pain. If we can associate our product with getting them out of pain and helping them get their desired outcome, what we offer is very valuable. On the other side of that, right, the next layer of that is results. Most people think, if I do something that gets me results, if I lose 50 pounds, I will get out of pain. That's the next level of value. And then the last level of value is lifestyle. Um, and so many people's offers fall on deaf ears because they're trying to sell a lifestyle to people that are in pain, right? So I know that inside of this industry, and I used to do that, would I, I would be trying to sell people workouts and habits and making it a lifestyle and no one cares when you're in pain they just want to be out, out of pain so if our offers can't relate to how we get you out of pain quicker faster with less sacrifice then our offers are going to fall on on deaf ears so if you're struggling to sell something look through this lens what are you selling them right are we addressing their external and internal problems that they want solved are we getting them out of pain and positioning our product to getting them out of pain or are we selling them a lifestyle offer? And oftentimes when we sell people a lifestyle offer, we sell them what they consider to be painful. Working out is painful. Eating right is painful, right? Having to get up at five o'clock in the morning is painful. 
selling them discipline and sacrifice and effort is painful. And that's oftentimes what we're teaching and preaching to people. Do we eventually want to get them there? Absolutely, but we can't start them there, right? So if you want to be able to get people to the lifestyle side of things, you first got to get them out of pain by getting them a result. And then you gain permission to be able to start talking about making this a lifestyle with that client. But if you don't sell them, it doesn't matter. The next thing that we have to realize is what's actually valuable to the consumer. So when we think about adding value to our product, when you think about adding a service, when you think about creating a new program, you need to look through the lens of Alex Ramosi's value equation. And when you start looking through the value equation, things get a lot simpler and you understand why people are attracted to an offer or bait or why they're repelled by an offer, right? So the first thing is when we look at this, this is division. So we want the top to be as high as possible and we want the, the bottom to be as low as possible. So the first thing is what is their dream outcome? What is their dream desire? What do they want when they sign up for your program? And again, most people want to be up out of pain and they want a result. Being able to lose 20 pounds in six weeks versus, hey, come and work out with us for six weeks is a lot different offer to them, right? So being able to attach what you're offering to their dream outcome and being able to call that out, then what's the perceived likelihood of achievement? I sign up for your program. How likely am I to achieve the result that you claim I'm going to get? How much social proof do you have? What? How much do you back up what you say? Like if you, sell, you say you can lose 20 pounds, can you show them transformation after transformation after transformation of people losing 20 pounds? If I see enough people get the outcome and the people are like me, then the likelihood of achievement is going to go up. The other way to increase the likelihood of achievement is giving them a guarantee. I will guarantee you that you will lose the weight or it's free, right? That increases the perceived likelihood of achievement. So if you can have transformations and people saying that you guys are great and saying that this program changed your life, and then you're willing to back it up with a guarantee, that increased the perceived likelihood of achievement because oftentimes most of our offers make the consumer take on the risk. If you're making the consumer take on the risk, they've already failed at five to seven different diets. They may have even already failed on a program at your gym and you're trying to get them to come back and you're making them take on the risk. That's going to be a massive uphill battle for you to show enough value for them to take out their credit card and pay you and be willing to walk through the heaviest uh, front doors, the heaviest weight inside of the gym, right? Walk through that front door. Then what we want to do is be able to decrease time delay. How quick, how fast can we get you to the outcome that you desire? And a lot of us have an, a bad uh, relationship with quick results. And, and the truth is the majority of our clients, unless you're working with them one-on-one -on -one and you're willing to be their therapist, we need to deliver quick, fast results for our clients to get them motivated, to be able to get to the lifestyle side of things. If somebody comes in, they start working out, it's very painful, it hurts. They're making a lot of effort and sacrifice and they're seeing very, very, very little results. It's going to be a challenge. So sometimes when we just try to like do one habit at a time versus like, hey, let's put you on a program that you're going to see noticeable fast results. It's going to be very challenging to get that person to stick with it long enough for you to make it a lifestyle for that client. So oftentimes when we start with lifestyle based type principles when they get started with us, they never get momentum and they they quit. Um, and then they don't get quick results. And if they don't get quick results, they probably don't go tell their friends, right? So then you don't get the referral component 
of that program. So how quick and fast can we safely get them results? And then how do we reduce the effort and sacrifice required, right? So when we're talking about our, our offers, it just takes three workouts a week to get results, right? We're not talking about in-depth about the workouts and how challenging you are and how tough they are. All that is actually increasing the, the effort and sacrifice required. And then with the nutrition, how do we make it sound as simple as possible for them to be able to, to execute with that? Um, when we get into the features of what we do way too much, we're actually increasing the, the bottom equation and decreasing the value of the program. When we get into trainer talk, we may think it's awesome. We may think it's cool. But for the consumer who isn't wired like us and just realize 80% of the population doesn't have a gym membership and the 20% that do, 67% don't use it. If they thought the things that we do are cool and all the extra stuff that we talk about is cool, then like the the statistics would be way different, right? Uh, but again, like some of us, some of you guys are 30 minute workouts. That's great. Use that to your advantage, right? We give you twice the results in half the time. You only need to work out three days a week, 30 minutes a week to get great results versus sometimes we think value is 45 minutes or 60 minutes or longer or more intense. Maybe your members that are there for a long time might find some value inside of that, but people off the street, they don't find value in that whatsoever. So just realize that when you're thinking about the offers that you're making. So how do we describe our products? So when you talk about your workouts, when you talk about your nutrition, when you talk about your accountability, when you talk about, and just FYI, everybody offers workouts, nutrition, and accountability, right? But how can you position what you offer back to the value equation? How is what you offer going to help get their dream outcome? How is it going to increase the likelihood of them achieving that dream outcome? How is it going to decrease how long it takes for them to get that dream outcome? And then how do we, with those things, how does that decrease the, the pain, sacrifice, and effort that is required for them to get their dream outcome? So when you start listing your features of your product and what you offer, we want to make sure that we're listing it back to what's actually valuable to the consumer. Um, so, and even inside of your sales process. So one of the things to think about, and I'm, I'm getting a little off track here, which is normal, uh, if you know my style, um, sometimes when we try to convert people later inside of their, their cycle, let's just say that you have a 28 day trial with people. And if you're trying to sell people on week four, that's actually when they're the lowest on the value equation on, on your program. Because the reality is most likely if you're doing a trial with somebody, they probably, they've been coming and maybe they're not getting the most amazing results yet. And that's when you're trying to sell them versus they're going to be see the most value in the first one to two weeks. They're on a high, they're loving the product, right? Like they know that they're not going to get a miracle to happen in the first couple of weeks. But as you drag on and the later you try to sell somebody, the value equation goes down because they realize it's going to take more time, energy, and effort than they expected. It's going to, the time delay factor increases, right? The perceived likelihood of achievement starts going down. The likelihood of them reaching their desired outcome goes down oftentimes the longer they're with you unless they're getting really, really good results, right? So especially on your guys' base trial programs, I would encourage you guys to move up the sales cycle for the first one to two weeks. And if you can de-risk it by saying, hey, sign up today. And if you decide by the end of the trial, it's not right for you, uh, 
you know, we'll tear up your agreement, we'll part as friends. You're going to be much more successful being able to sell in the first couple of weeks with a guarantee than you are trying to sell in the last three to four weeks because the value equation with time with your consumer, unless they're getting amazing results, is going to go down. All right. So why do people not buy your program? Besides us not being able to attach what we sell to uh, solving their external and internal problems and showing them value, the other reasons is vehicle. So there's three other reasons. Vehicle, beliefs that they have about the vehicle or the opportunity. How is this time going to be different, right? So what's different about your unique vehicle? So if you can create a unique mechanism or a new aspect of your program or of your product that they haven't tried before, then we can be able to say, hey, you haven't because you haven't done this yet. Right. So if you guys just offer the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, every time it's the same nutrition system or the same nutrition philosophy, unless it's absolutely crushing it and everyone that's doing it is getting amazing results and you can just keep peppering transformation after transformation after transformation after transformation, then it will continue to work. But if that's not the case, then you need to have a unique vehicle that they haven't tried before. Uh, to get people interested because if it's the same thing that you've always offered, if they've already tried it before, if it's too too similar to something that they failed at before, then most likely you're not going to overcome the vehicle problem that, that they have, right? So some of your guys' evergreen offers, if it looks like the same thing evergreen that it's been offered for three, six, nine, 12 months, and there's not something different about one of these three things, then we're going to struggle. Uh, their internal beliefs about their own ability to execute on the new opportunity. That's why we need to make it tied to their desired outcome, uh, increase the likelihood of achievement, right? How likely am I to achieve this? That's the internal belief. But it's our job to show them that it is possible for them to do this and get results no matter what they've tried and failed at before. This is going to work for you this time, right? So being able to address that is really important and then overcoming their external beliefs. So really this is outside forces. Usually this is the time of the year, right? So like, when's the hardest time to run a program? Probably around Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. Uh, summer would be the, the third, depending on where you live. Like some of you are in Canada. Canada's hard in the summer because you only get a few nice months of weather and people wanna be outside. That is an external force that you are up against. And oftentimes, the external forces that make it hard to sell are also the external forces that increase the likelihood of cancellations, right? So the times of the year that are the highest to sell are also the highest attrition rates in the gym. If you don't believe me, go look at it, right? So understanding that because the external forces that get people to not buy are the same external forces that make people think that they can't come to the gym. Right. So like when you're looking at calendars, right, these are the things that we need to be addressing and trying to to overcome. They don't change. We've been in the gym business for a long time. These don't change. But the crazy part about them is they they are seasonal, which I will talk about here in just a second. So when you're making your offers, always think through what's the unique mechanism that we're going to do that's different. And this is going to be the reason why you're going to be successful, even if you failed in the past, you know, a hundred multiple times. Like your average client that struggles with their weight has gained and lost the same 
30, 50 pounds, five to seven times over, maybe even more, has tried countless different diets and different programs, right? What's going to be unique and different about your program that's going to finally help them get over the hump? And you may be like, well, I'm the difference. That's fine, but you got to be able to market that in a way that they understand that, right? Like, What's so different about your accountability compared to all the accountability at all the other gyms? What's so unique and different about your nutrition system compared to everything they've tried in the past? What's unique and different about your workouts that they're finally going to stick with it even though they've failed and quit every other workout that they've ever tried in the past, right? So the unique mechanism is something that I would challenge you guys to spend more time and energy on creating when you launch your programs. And then obviously, I always talk about you can claim it all you want, but if you can show it and it's shown by your clients and your clients are saying, I've tried everything before and this is the only thing that's ever worked before. I've tried other workouts. This is the only one I could stick to. I've tried other diets. This is the only one that's ever clicked for me. I've lost and gained weight so many times, but this is the first time I've ever lost the weight and kept it off. Those are so incredibly powerful. So one of the biggest mistakes that I see gyms make, and when uh, we're not intentional, we do it too, is we're not actively collecting those testimonials. But when you're thinking about collecting testimonials, think about how can this overcome a vehicle uh, problem? How can this overcome an internal belief? How can this overcome an external belief? Uh, Richard Brunson, he's sold probably hundreds of millions of dollars during webinars. Literally, his webinars are those three things. Those are the, he says, there's three dominoes that you're going to knock down. You're going to knock down the vehicle domino, the internal belief domino, and the external belief domino. So if you actually walk, because everyone just steals his shit, if you watch every single webinar, not ours, because I'm not trying to do that, but if you look at every single webinar, they literally, that's all they do. They have three things that they discuss, and they're all designed to knock down the vehicle, the internal belief, and the external belief. So in your guys' emails, inside of your messaging, inside of your funnels, inside of everything that you do, make sure that you're doing that. But if you can start getting testimonials and asking questions and getting them to overcome those, that is when it's going to be the most powerful. Our best video ever, uh, her name was Kristen, and she said, I tried everything, and Fit Body Bootcamp was the first thing that's ever worked for me. That was the beginning of the video. Best video we've ever run. Um, I was like, there's nothing else to say, right? And then it went on to, I lost this much weight and this place is awesome and this place is great, right? But that was the opener uh, and it was absolutely awesome. All right, the next thing that we need to, to overcome in our marketing is why now? So why should I purchase right now? What's the reason that I'm gonna take out my credit card and pay you money, right? Because there's gotta be a level of motivation for them to be able to do that and oftentimes that's the scarcity and the urgency. And a lot of evergreen marketing misses scarcity and urgency and it's it's false scarcity and urgency, right? Like if for 12 months straight, you say you got five spots, five spots a week. Like obviously people are gonna be like, hey, that's false. That That's not true, right? So one of the, the best ways to ever have any type of scarcity and urgency is to close a cart. And oftentimes that's the most powerful vehicle to get somebody to move and take action today is to be able to, to close a cart. Now, let's talk about why people don't buy. We said there's three reasons, vehicle, internal, and external. Those all change seasonally. Right now, people want to get in shape for spring break. 
Your guys' next offer, so if we think about dream outcome, people want to start getting in shape for spring break, right? They're going to go on vacation. They're going to be in less clothing. They want to feel good about themselves when their feet hit the sand and they got the margarita in their drink. Like they want to feel good in their own skin, right? They don't want to be covering up. They don't want to be hiding from the camera. They don't want to be missing out on memories. They don't want to be worrying about everything that they put on, how they're going to look and what people are going to think and how do they need to position themselves in a photo so they don't look fat, right? Those are all the internal things that they're thinking about right now. So how good would it feel to be down 10 to 20 pounds by spring break, right? So like your next offers honestly should be about getting in shape for spring break because that is the dream outcome and the thing that people are worried about right now. That changes seasonally, right? So the next thing would be they want to get in shape for summer, right? The next thing in summer, they don't want to gain a bunch of weight. And then the kids are back to school. They finally have time to, to take care of themselves. So seasonally, your offers need to change. The other thing that changes seasonally is like the internal. Can I do this? So if you're asking somebody to be on an intense diet and nutrition program during the summer, they're asking, hey, can I do this? This is, makes sense to me, right? And then externally, hey, it's summer. Can I commit? Am I going to actually use this? So those are the things that you have to overcome. So all the time, you need to be looking through that vehicle of what's the what's the dream outcome that they want at this time of the year? And then how do I position what we do? But then how do I overcome the, the vehicle, the internal and the external domino that ultimately is preventing them from buying? We're going to go into mega launches and understand the mega launches. You got to understand how this strategy was created. So it came from my grand opening strategy. And I'll just kind of give you the progression of how well the grand opening strategy works and then how I used it to create mega launches for our challenges and different programs that we want to get the most amount of people in. So the lo first location I ever opened, the, the grand opening strategy was cold traffic to a paid in full. I got one person to purchase. So we're a brand new gym, obviously a new shiny object in town, but nobody knew who we were. And we had a terrible offer and it was literally, hey, you don't know who we are and, and pay us a lot of money up front. Obviously, the offer bombed and it was the worst thing that we could have ever done. Location two, we got 108 charter memberships. So how did we go from one, one person to pay in full to 108 charter memberships uh, 11 months later? And then uh, location two, we opened with 225 challengers. Location four, we opened with 440 challengers. Location five, we opened with 350 challengers. Location six, 450 challengers. Uh, and we actually had to close sales two weeks before we opened. And then location, 350 challengers. And you may be asking, hey, why is there such a wide range inside of the, every market is different? I wish you, I could say, hey, every market's the same. Every market responds the exact same. But obviously, the strategy I'm going to share with you is the exact strategy we did between 440 and 350. It worked four times over in four different markets. And just so you guys know, like even today, sometimes we'll run a challenge in one market and we'll get 75 to 100 non-clients. And then some, we got to work our nuts off to get 40 to 50, right? So it just, life isn't fair. It's literally the same ads, the same emails, the same everything, but the, the market is different. So uh, me, and, me and Dustin pride ourselves in telling you guys the truth. I wish I could just come and tell you and say, hey, Everything we're going to do is going to be an absolute home run for every single person. The reality is, you guys' markets are different. Some of you are going to have to grind twice as hard, spend three times the amount of money to get the same results. 
Um, and that's just, it is what it is. And sometimes you can't change that. Um, if I could figure that out and I had a magic pill, um, I'd be a really rich human being. All right. So how did the grand opening strategy come about? I learned it from Precision Nutrition. So if you guys don't know who Precision Nutrition is, they're one of the biggest nutrition companies teaching nutrition and also working with clients in the entire world. I think they sold three or four years ago for like 200 million bucks. And what a lot of people don't realize is they're world-class marketers. You don't build up a company to be able to sell for $200 million if you're not world-class marketers, but they, they give so much value to the marketplace, right? But then strategically what they do behind the scenes is really, really, really smart. So I'm a big believer in rip off and duplicate. If you have a certain model and somebody has the same model and they're killing it, you can go rip off and duplicate their stuff, right? So the, Anytime I want to launch something or I'm trying to learn something new, I go, who's doing it really, really, really well? And then I'm going to go rip off and duplicate what's working for them. So uh, they open their certification twice a year. And at the time, that was the certification. Now, if you wanted any chance of being able to get the certification, you had to get on their pre-sale list. And sometimes you're on the pre-sale list for like three to four months before they even launch their certification. But then they nurture you and they show you how the certification is going to help you money, increase your status, help more people. All the stuff that we want as trainers and coaches, they were showing us how their certification is going to help us do that. So they understood what the dream outcome was, right? And they would show us people that have taken their certification and how it's improved their life and how it's made them a better coach and how it's made them more money. Um, so they increased the likelihood of achievement. And then it, they made it seem very doable that anybody can go through their certification and be able to get the outcomes that they're talking about, right? So they understood the value equation. Uh, they built the scarcity and urgency. They said, hey, there's going to be limited certifications. It only opens up twice a year. If you miss out, like you're kind of shit out of luck and it sells out every single time. Um, obviously, once you go through this flow enough times, you're like, okay, I see what they're doing. But the first couple of times you go through it, you're like, dude, they got you lined up like a teenage girl going to a Taylor Swift concert. And that's just the truth. It was like, take my money. Um, at the time, I just opened my first location. I had no money to my name and it was $800 for the pre-sale. And I couldn't give them my money fast enough. It was eight o'clock in the morning. I had my credit card out and it didn't really matter what the price was going to be. And the first time they dropped the price was the day that it opened, right? So they just let you know, hey, it's going to be on sale. It's going to be the cheapest we ever offer it. And it's going to be for a very limited time. It's going to sell out. So I was ready with my credit card out, uh, ready to, to purchase that. And, and that happens a lot with a lot of concerts. Think about like the top artists. These concerts are selling out in 10 minutes because they're building up the hype and getting the excitement. And people are literally waiting in line to purchase and they can call the shots on the price. That's the type of mentality that we want. So I was like, oh my God, how did they just do that to me? I'm broke. I'm willing to pay you any amount of money. And then I was like, I got to reverse engineer this. I'm going to try it in some of my locations. So I reverse engineer that um, in July. So the worst time ever to run a challenge would probably be July. I believe it was like July 15th was the day that we launched this challenge. Uh, we did a big giveaway, built our email list. We nurtured that email list, showing them clients getting results. And that's one of the things that people don't realize when they look at my stuff and they look at the most successful gyms 
is oftentimes they also have the most success with clients, meaning they're actually getting people results. If all I did was just go transformation, 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 give me your money, that would work a lot better than the, the best marketing with no, no social proof whatsoever, right? Because I think great marketing is actually being able to prove what, you, what you're saying with claims from real people just like them, right? So part of it is, I worked with a lot of gyms and I say this as nicely as possible, y'all have no transformations and you're trying to sell result, right? So like with that, obviously everyone in our mastermind now has our nutrition system and, and how we get people results, but there is still a degree of you as the coach, you as the owner, how much are you pouring into your members and your clients to make sure that they're getting results? When you're saying you're providing accountability, are you actually providing accountability? Are you actually helping them? Are you meeting them where they're at? Or when they want to quit, are you letting them quit? Right? That's the thing that me and Dustin, we're pretty good at what we do. But I, outside of trying to influence you to be a great coach, that's on you. You got to be willing to do that stuff. You got to be willing to go the extra mile for your clients. Right? Because the nutrition system works only if the clients use it. Right? But if the clients aren't using it, then it's going to be on you to be a good coach. And coach's job, Martin Rooney says this, a coach's job to get something from A to B, right? And between A and B is a lot of struggle and a lot of problems and a lot of issues, and they need a good coach in their corner. So I would look at you right now, if outside of if you don't have the resources to give people results and people aren't getting results on your programs, I would just encourage you in as lovingly as possible to look at what are you providing? and go all in on getting people results, and the marketing will take care of itself. Everything that me and Dustin teach you in the next five days will be put on steroids if when a client comes in, you keep your promises and you do whatever it takes to help them succeed. That's the magic sauce. When you do that, all the marketing works really, really well. Hey guys, Dustin here. We're taking a quick break to talk about Domination Workshop. It's happening March 14th, 15th, and 16th in Grand Haven, Michigan. And we wanna see you there if you have a large group training model. Matt and myself are gonna give you all the resources and training on how to run a seven-figure gym. We have all the resources you need and done-for-you tools. We're gonna to talk about marketing, sales, finding amazing team members, onboardings, client experience, everything you need to build that million dollar gym. So if you want to be a part of that event, go to dominationworkshop.com, grab your ticket because we have limited spots and I don't want you to miss out. All right, dominationworkshop.com, let's get back to the show. Um, obviously built up scarcity and urgency to purchase. Hey, it's gonna sell out. There's gonna be limited spots. And the first time we ever did this, we sold 118 non-client challengers in five hours. It was on a Sunday. I sent out email number one at eight o'clock and then I sent what I thought was a false urgency email at 10 a.m. And then I sat down at Panera Bread after church and I looked in at the time it was mind body. I looked in my mind body account. We had 118 sales and I go, oh my God, we got to shut this thing off because I have no freaking clue how we're going to service that many people. Right. And that was at that was at one location. Um, so it was super effective. Then I used it to open our second location. November 17th, imagine opening a location one week before Thanksgiving. Worst time humanly possible to open a location. At that time, 
Man, I wish it was back then, man. We did a six month giveaway and that alone, six month giveaway and get on our early bird list for charter memberships. That alone got us 800 opt-ins for super cheap. Like there's some days I'm like, man, bring me back. I want to go back to, uh, that was 2014. You could provide very little and, and get a lot of traction with your opt-ins. And we'll talk about it. it's not 2014 anymore. And you got to be a lot more strategic with what you do. Um, and then we we said we had 50 charter memberships and they had to come to the location. It's cold. It was snowy. It was seven o'clock on a Friday night and then uh, a Saturday. And we sold through 108 charter memberships in, in two days uh, with with the strategy to strangers that didn't know who we were in a new market, right? Um, and I still didn't have a clue what I was doing. So the formula for this, if you guys are looking at what's the launch formula, we want to to launch anything. First, we have to be known. Uh, Grant Cardone says if they don't know you, they can't flow you. And that's the truth, right? So a lot of people that open locations or Maybe you don't have a big email list. A lot of people don't even know you really exist. And a lot of us think, well, we've been in the, we've been here for a while. Everyone knows who we are. They don't because they don't think about you like they think about everybody else. And uh, so if you're not actively getting known, then people really don't know you. And then once they know you, they get on your email list. We need to nurture that lead and do it correctly. And a big way we nurture that lead is just showing them the results that they're going to get when they sign up for our program. I will take emails of our clients just saying, hey, I did this program. This is the result I got. This place is awesome over any marketing strategy or tactic that I can teach you today. That is the number one marketing tactic and, and strategy, right? We want to position ourselves as a solution to our prospects problem. So first, we must understand what that problem is and then be able to position our product as the solution to that. And then obviously, if we can knock down the, the vehicle, the internal and the external beliefs that they have about their ability to do our product, then obviously we're going to create a sales frenzy. And then when you add in providing massive scarcity and urgency to buy, that's really the success formula for launching any type of program. Uh, most people do it ask backwards, which I'll talk about in just a second. So when we talk about getting known, we want to build our email list. Even if you've been around for four or five, I've been around for 10 years. So how many people are in my marketplace that don't know that we already exist? A lot of them are already on my email list, right? So a lot of times it's reactivating old people on my email list and getting them to re-raise their hand and say, I'm interested with your product. And they give us permission to be able to nurture them and sell them the product that they, they raised their hands for. So we need to get them on our email list. So the way we do that with our grand opening, and I want you guys to think, I know some of you have heard this presentation before, but I just want you to be thinking about when you do your giveaways, when you do your opt-ins, when you do whatever it may be, like how can you make them sexier to be able to get your lead costs down and get more people to get on board so that you can be able to nurture them and sell them? So we take a two-phase approach because it's a 12-week uh, approach that we take for our grand opening. Phase one, $15,000 membership giveaway. There's a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, hey, I want to duplicate what you did. And they're like, well, I'm thinking about doing like $2,000 in memberships. I'm like, good luck with that, right? So they're they're afraid to go big. It cost, If you're doing large group training, it costs you nothing to give away $15,000 in memberships, right? If anything, it helps you get people in the doors when, when you first get started, you can turn them into to referrals and raving fans of your gym. Um, that's broken down into 12 months, six months, one month, three months, whatever it may be. 
it costs me nothing to be able to give that away. So if you guys are doing giveaways and different things like that, and you're not getting a lot of traction, it probably means that other gyms are doing something very similar, or it's just not enough for me to know that you're going to spam me and you're going to contact me and you're going to bug me, right? So you got to get over the, they're going to fucking bug me threshold. That's worth it to be able to win that, right? So you always got to get above that threshold. And then if you can make your giveaways and different things that you do seasonal, right? Tie it to the season, tie it to things that they want during that time of year. Like if you're going into the summer, giving away summer memberships or giving away things that people want in the summer. I don't know what that would be, but you get the drift of where I'm going with. Um, anytime you can go to popular clothing stores or popular uh, food places in your town, those always work really well too to get the cost per lead down with, with your giveaways. So keep that in mind. Once that giveaway starts losing traction, we move to adding in the free challenge. Not only are you going to win $15,000 in membership giveaways, we're also giving away X free challenges for our upcoming program. Because once you spend enough money, everybody is seeing your ads. And if you get through the same people four to five times and they haven't taken action, right, you're just pissing money away. So you need to change the creative, change the offer to be able to get the cost per lead back down. Keep making traction towards building your email list before you do that. So types of ads when we're doing these, client hero marketing ads. These take more effort. These take more energy, but they're a thousand times more effective. So we had video ads of our clients basically saying, hey, this is the only thing that's ever worked for me. They're in there working out. They've lost a bunch of weight. We changed their life. Um, and then obviously the copy is like, hey, we're got this big giveaway, blah, blah, blah. But it's the video that sells them. It's the video that gives them hope. It's the video that's like, hey, maybe this is finally the place that's going to change my life because it worked for that person. And having a variety of different clients saying that, right? You got young people, you got old people, you got different problems. You got a lady who battles cancer. You got a lady that's 65 and a grandma that just wants to keep up with her kids. So we have a variety of ads where you literally overcome all their disbeliefs that this program will work for them or not. Um, Talked about all that kind of stuff. So obviously some of you don't have a ton of videos. Some of you are like, I don't, I can't pay for somebody to produce that. You can literally go to them and have them answer questions with an iPhone, which makes it feel authentic or ask them, hey, answer these three questions on your, your iPhone, right? And overcome whatever it is that you want them to overcome. If they did a challenge, they got great results. Hey, what results did you get on the challenge? What were your concerns going you know, into the challenge? What are a few tips for people uh, to succeed? How is your life different now before or after the challenge? Or what can you do now that you couldn't do before the challenge? How has it improved your life? It doesn't have to be super difficult. If you actually look at telling a story, they came with a problem, they they found a guide, the guide provided a solution, and they got an outcome. If you can produce in that order, like they came in with a problem, right? They were overweight. It's like, hey, why did you decide to, to join the challenge, right? And then obviously um, talking about what plan that we gave them, they did the challenge. That was the plan. And then what outcome did they get when they did that, right? That tells a story. So if you're like, I don't know how to do this, that's the story framework that you can utilize. But if you just honestly walked up to a client, asked them three or four questions, one, it humanizes you, but then it humanizes them. And then a lot of people are so used to the overdone marketing videos that they don't feel real, right? So if you could go produce five of those going into a launch of a challenge or a new program, 
that would outconvert any of the other videos and any of the other static images that you could create for that program because it's real. Right now, I truly believe anything that feels real is going to perform way better than all the other stuff because over the course of the pandemic, right, everyone's kind of pitching the same things. And uh, as much as I like to reference Alex Ramosi, I think he almost like made it where everyone just looks like this cookie cutter same type of offer as, as everybody else, right? So with that, real will always do better. So I'm going to give you an example of how effective this is. Um, this is my buddy, Aaron. He was my second employee, uh, uh, one of my best friends, and I had to fire him. And uh, he moved to Florida to a market that nobody nobody knows who he was. So again, strategy works in a market. Nobody knows who he is. And the biggest thing I encouraged him was make sure you spend the money put at least $5,000 into that marketing budget so that you generate the leads. Um, and he went through and he filed it, right? So $5,000 marketing budget, he got 1,200 leads on his email list. All those 1,200 people, 225 of them became challenges. The ratio that you're kind of looking for when you guys build your email list for launches, 10 to 20% will buy, right? So oftentimes, again, if you're like, hey, not a lot of people are signed up right away. I'm like, how many people did you get on your email list? And it's always freaking tiny. Like 50 people, 10 to 20%, right, is, uh, uh, that is five to 10 people, right? So that falls right in line with what the averages are. And one of the reasons why we try to do a giveaway first is because the cost per leads are going to be really low when you do a giveaway and then your ability to nurture them to, to buy. Just keep that in mind. So 225 out of the 1,200 people purchased, and some of you are like, that's not that good. No, that's actually a really good rate, right? If we can get 10 to 20% of people that opt in, that is good. And then just averages, our lowest average of conversion on a challenge is 50%. So the end goal of anything is how do we get members, right? We want members on the back end, turn them into EFT. EFT is the lifeblood of your business. So he was able to... Uh, convert at least 50%. He actually did better than that, but 112 people onto ongoing membership, which obviously is a massive increase um, in money up front, and then obviously EFT on the back end. So he was able to turn that into long-term um, $14,224 into EFT. He spent $5,000, turned it into $14,244 in ongoing revenue for his business. That's the power of doing a launch and doing it the the right way. Again, this is at the beginning. So when we talk about launching challenges, it's going to be like a mini version of what we just talked about. But the the end effect is the exact same. The strategy is the exact same, except for it's, it's reduced. The length that we do it and how we execute it is just going to be in a reduced period of time. But the reason I show you that is to show you social proof that it works and it's not just working for me. It also works for other people. Uh, this is how we took our Granville location to a seven-figure run rate um, in nine months. Um, our Byron Center location got to a seven-figure run rate in six months utilizing this formula because it doesn't just stop there, right? It's not just the, uh, for Aaron, it's not just the 225 people bought. It's the other 1,200 people, so call it 900 people that didn't buy. That's 900 people that can now buy the next thing. That's 900 people that we can now contact. That's 900 people that we can leverage to be able to continue to grow. But the secret sauce is the fact that they came in and got a great product. 
I can't emphasize this enough. You can launch, you can get a ton of people through your doors, but if they come in and the product stinks, if they come in and they don't feel loved and cared for and you don't make them feel good, then you're not going to have an exponential loss or, or increase, right? And these launches work pretty well too. If your current clients are like, hey, this challenge changed my life, you should come and do it. And they're willing to share the ads and they're willing to recruit for you because they believe in what the product is. That's the secret thing that you can't measure. You can't measure how many text messages your clients are sending. You can't measure how many emails your clients are forwarding. You can't measure how many, uh, you know, uh, they share to their friends inside their DMs like, hey, you should do this challenge. You can't measure that. I wish you could. That'd be really awesome. But there's no software to measure that goodwill, right? So again, part of this is we have a great product. We help change people's lives. We can show social proof after social proof after social proof. And our clients know that if their friends and family come and work out with us, we're going to help change their life too, right? All right. So once they're on the email list, it's simple. You're going to share story after story, a story of clients' lives that you have changed. And then you're going to strategically build up the scarcity and urgency for what you're about to sell. Um, obviously, from day one, we want to plant the seed that it's going to sell out. Um, and then we want to continuously reinforce that message throughout the campaign, which if you guys get my grand opening guide, you can see how we go about doing that and get every every ad, every email and everything that we do. So again, this is like a 12-week schedule of what we did. So for weeks one through eight, when people opted in, they'd get a transformation Tuesday every Monday. Every Tuesday, we do a giveaway because we're giving away a lot. And the reason why we do that is we just did what we said we we're going to do. We said we we're going to give these things away. We give them away. Um, that builds the trust as we go into uh, what we're about to do. And then every Friday, our locations, we've now helped almost 350 people lose 50 pounds or more. So I got lots of transformation stories to share with people, but we would share like the big, the biggest transformations every Friday. And then every Monday would be more of like challenge transformations of the exact program that they're going to purchase. And then the last week before we go into like our big sale or pre-sale is we do a transformation week and that's where we start giving away a lot more uh, giveaways. So transformation week, uh, we say now we just do all our um, challenge transformations and show them exactly people just like them and the results that they got in their transformation and them saying how awesome we are and then also doing a giveaway because what we want that week is we want massive open rates for people opening those emails. And then obviously we're pushing the scarcity and urgency saying, hey, Saturday pre-sale opens, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then what we do is strategically save the biggest giveaways for after the pre-sale because during the pre-sale, we blast them really hard with buyer stuff, buyer stuff. And then we want to back off and then just give them some giveaways um, before we go back into to sales mode. Um, the rest of the strategy depends on how well the beginning of the strategy works. If you get a lot of a lot of people on your email list, you can crush your pre-sale. If you don't get a lot of people on your email list, then you're not going to crush your, your pre-sale and you're going to need to do a lot more sales things uh, later on. Now, once the pre-sale is over, then we open sales ads and then we go into uh, selling to everyone humanly possible to, to buy our program. The pre-sale is just to people that get on the email list. So inside of your guys' mega launches... Um, it's going to be the the exact same same thing. It's just a mini version of the grand opening strategy. So anything that is your signature program, your challenges, maybe a little black dress, whatever like your big programs are, 
this is a strategy that you'll want to do. It's just, we're going to do it in a three-week marketing period versus a 12-week marketing period to, to sell a product, right? So build email list, get them on the email list, nurture them, show them social proof, build up the hype and, and the scarcity and urgency for, for the product for a pre-sale for two to three-day pre-sale. And then obviously, if you have slots still open, you can go into regular sales mode for one to two weeks before the, the program launches. All right. So a lot of times when people do their challenges, it drives me nuts, is they literally just come out screaming out the gates, buy my program, right? What we want to do is tease, whisper, shout. So we want to tease that this program is coming and get people excited for it, right? And then whisper is like, as we get closer, we start dropping more hints about it or we're getting them on the pre-sale so that we can start showing them social proof. So really for me, the whisper phase of a launch is going to be the, the nurturing phase when they get on the email list, they show interest, and then we're showing social proof and really kind of getting them excited. And then the shout is when we do the pre-sale and, and go into sales mode, right? So if you look at it, it should be about a 50-50 ratio of tease whisper and then 50% we're shouting and trying to get people to buy in a short period of time. If you're trying to shout for six weeks and eight weeks and 12 weeks, you're just going to fall on deaf ears, right? You can really only shout for one one to two weeks. When I first learned this way back in the day, I was a strength and conditioning intern at the University of Michigan. And there was a guy, his name was Mike Barwis. And at the time, like he was one of the most famous strength and conditioning coaches in the country. And I was there during the winter semester. So they had the fall the fall semester, uh, which is like football season, right? And at that time, Michigan sucked. So they were always done early. So kids got an extended vacation away. Um, and then they would come in and he wasn't like hardcore at all. And he's like, hey, I'm sure you guys have heard that I'm like this crazy dude and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, eventually I'll be the crazy dude when we get close to this season, when the team needs it. But if I'm crazy dude year round, then when I turn into crazy dude, it's less effective. Right. So he's like, I amp it up as it gets to closer to the season when the team needs it the most. Right now, the team doesn't need me to be all amped up. Right. And if I'm all amped up right now, then when the team actually needs me to be, it's not going to be effective. Um, so that was the first time I've actually learned that from a coaching perspective. It's the same thing with your team. If you're always like urgent and always like super like intense, right? Eventually that's going to fall in deaf ears versus like saving the time for that when it's actually mission critical and your team needs that energy from you. Something to think about. All right. So first thing when we think mega launch is build email list for the program for seven to 14 days. The goal is to get a hundred to 400 opt-ins. So the goal is to get two to $5 leads. I know some markets are different, but if you're doing a massive giveaway and you're giving some really good incentives, you should be able to get cheaper leads. If you're just like, hey, I'm gonna get one free month of one free month of boot camp or one free challenge, and you think you're gonna get two to five dollar leads, like you're out of your mind. So we need to be able to come up with strategies to increase that. And it's gotta change. Seasonally it should change, but if it's always the same kind of giveaway, then it seems like, eh, like I, I've seen that before, right? So like get creative. Um, if you guys know the disc profile get your eyes or get your parrots involved in like, how can we get creative? How can we spice this up? How can we make this, this fun and exciting? Like right now in, in Michigan, imagine if I could do a giveaway with, uh, when, uh, Detroit was in the 
had two home games for the playoffs. Man, I would have got like $1 fucking leads for that. That would have been insane, right? So again, sometimes, certain times of the year, you're ready to go. Like for our um, big give raffle that we had, the number one thing that sold, somehow somebody gave us Taylor Swift tickets. Somehow we got Taylor Swift tickets and like the amount of bidding that we had on Taylor Swift tickets was higher than like everything else combined because that was the hottest thing humanly possible. So just think big. What could you do to, to get the giveaways going? Um, how can you incorporate other businesses? How can you get them to give away shit, right? Because they want exposure to their products. Like imagine if you could give away massages or I don't know, whatever it may be and go to those businesses, especially if you don't have a lot of money to say, hey, we're going to be doing this massive giveaway. We're going to be putting it into in front of thousands of people and you're going to get all this exposure. And we're just looking for businesses to uh, give prizes and whatever it may be uh, for that giveaway. So you can enhance what you're doing with, with other people. And then the other cool part about that is if you're promoting their stuff, they're much more likely to share it as well. So you can say, hey, all that we request is that you just share with with your audience via an email and, and put it on your social media as well, right? And we'll we'll spend the thousands of dollars and put it in front of the... And then if you want to be real cool, you're like, hey, we'll also share the leads with you. So those are some things that you could be doing to massively increase that. And, and I always get frustrated when gym owners come to me like, yeah, I tried to do a, a giveaway or I tried to build my email list and didn't work. But then the the offers are so freaking vanilla and it's so obvious why it didn't work, right? So get creative. They will work a lot better. Hopefully you got some benefit from that, right? So one of the things, if we're launching a product and doing a giveaway, we're always going to give three to five spots for that product inside of that giveaway. So you can give away memberships. You can give away physical gifts, which I just talked about, gift cards to other places. Uh, these all really reduce the, the CPL. When I do physical things, like uh, we did one where we we're getting, it was like between one and a half and, and uh, $2.8 leads. We were giving away a Lululemon gift card and we were giving away a uh, gift card to a local steakhouse. So the steakhouse was like local to that market and the cost per lead was so freaking low, it was insane. But that's because the, the offer was good, right? All right, um, you do want to email your existing list to try to get them on the list. And a lot of people are like, well, some of these leads are people that are already on my my list and it's a waste. No, it's not. They're literally raising their hand and saying, I'm interested in your product. That is a motivated lead. Um, even if you're reactivating them, that's okay. A lot of people have disengaged from your emails and disengaged from your message and they're not even seeing your sales emails anymore. This gets them to re-engage. If I could pay $5 to re-engage every single person on my email list, I would pay that all day long, Right. Um, how many people on your email list? Like I have email lists between five and 7,000 people, but only 3,000 of them open their emails right now, uh, mm -hmm. per location. I would love for everybody to, to do that. Right. Or some people have unsubscribed and the only way to resubscribe somebody is for them to re-opt in. So I think it's okay to do that. Right. So we're going to reactivate, re-engage, they're raising their hand. Um, and now we have reasons to, to communicate them. We're going to be nurturing them. Um, going into it. If you don't want to even think about having to like email your list and try to get them re-engaged, I like to do what's called transformation week where I just send it to everybody. So in transformation week, it's like shows somebody that got an amazing result with the challenge. And then, hey, by the way, you can opt in to, to win this for free. 
So that's an easy way to re-engage your list and show them the value view um, of your program all at the same time. The other thing, again, recruit your clients. Like if you guys are doing opt-ins, like ask them to share it, but give them an incentive. Hey, everybody that shares this on social media, you're going to be entered to win a prize. You're going to be entered to win a membership. You're going to be entered to win whatever it may be. And then another sneaky thing that you can do is everybody that opts in say, hey, you can double your chances to win or you can make it part. And I'm going to share some things you can do tomorrow with giveaways. Um, one of the things you can do is say, hey, uh, you took the first step, you're opting in. The second thing that you have to do is go here and tag three friends or share it, right? You can say, hey, double your chances to win or you can actually make it a part of being uh, entered to win, right? So there's some things that you can do, which I'll share tomorrow that are little sneaky things that you can do to leverage your opt-in two to three different ways, honestly, four different ways tomorrow to turn them into to members or make what you're doing uh, more effective. And then obviously we want to nurture those leads. I think I've talked to you guys about that a million times, uh, but the, the email sequence, first thing is congratulations. Let them know what to expect and just say, hey, just so you know, our challenges always sell out. Our pre-sale is going to be, you know, on this date. Um, more, more than likely, if you want any chance to get into the challenge, you're going to need to purchase uh, on these two days and the spots will go quickly, right? Uh, email number two, I often like to do what I call the empathetic leader or the empathetic guide. Just saying, introducing yourself, why you opened your gym, why you're passionate about helping people, and then just being relatable. Like, hey, I know how hard this journey is. I know what it takes but I'm going to be with you every step of the way, right? So um, being that empathetic guy that they're looking for, because most people want a leader that is empathetic and understands their situation. If you come across as a hard ass, it's like, hey, you just need to move more and eat better, lazy ass. Like that's that's probably not going to work very well. Might work in some markets, that might be okay, but really you want to become across as the empathetic leader and you know what it takes and you've helped hundreds of people just like them and you're looking forward to helping them too. Um, and then email three, these are the, be like the minimum emails that you need to send when people opt in email number three would be the night before you basically say, Hey, we've had this many people, um, opt in and we only have this many, uh, many spots left and sales will open tomorrow. So if you want any chance, make sure you guys open your emails tomorrow, um, at eight o'clock cause those spots would go really quickly. And then the only other thing to add to this email series that I would just add in is, is your transformation week. So if you don't want to think about how do I nurture? How do I do things? But we want to make sure that um, we're nurturing them correctly. I'll just add in that transformation week where they're getting the people that have done the challenge and showing them the results that people on the challenge have received. So that would be the bare minimum of when people get on your email list. I would have an autoresponder with those first two emails. And then obviously the last one the day before and then the week before the uh, challenge sales launch then you'd have like the transformation week of just showing them transformation after transformation of people that have done the challenge and, and gotten those results. And then we want to open the pre-sale. Usually it's 48 hours. Um, so the nice part about pre-sale is it creates a scarcity and urgency event. Why should I purchase now? So some things that you can do, like one would the easiest is, hey, you guys get first chance at this. Before we open it up to the general public, you guys get first chance, right? You can do a discounted price for a period of time or do a coupon code during that period of time that expires. You can do special bonuses. Hey, when you sign up during this time, you guys are going to get this, 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 and this. Uh, and those are going to go away after these 48 hours. What we're trying to do is create reasons to communicate and create prompts for people to purchase the program. 
Um, not just like first chance works if there's true feeling of scarcity and urgency, right? Like, hey, you guys get this. And then your email showed them what you said is going to happen happens. Um, but the other things also are a massive benefit and a reason to communicate without having to create false scarcity or urgency, right? So if like, you're like, hey, I don't want to create false scarcity and urgency, then create real scarcity and urgency of why you guys should purchase right now. Discounted price, special bonuses, things that you can take away allow you to have real scarcity and urgency to get people to purchase. This is the normal sequence that we go through. Email number one, open the cart. Obviously like, hey, we're super excited. Challenge is now live. Uh, and then obviously send them to the sales page. Email number two, sold out. We want to show them that what we said was going to happen is happening. Email number three, we say winners announced. Typically this is like, hey, we're going to be announcing the winners on Monday and Tuesday. FYI, if you purchase the challenge now so you don't miss out and somebody else and uh, you're announced the, the winner will actually refund you the challenge. Um, email number one on day two is just kind of heads up. Hey, you know, happy Sunday. Uh, this is the last day of our pre-sale. We got 10 spots left, 15 whatever spots left. Just want to give you a heads up on that. So if you want X results in X time, like you're going to want to click here because these spots are going to go quickly. And if they don't sell out when we open it up general public, it will sell out quickly, right? And then email number two, you have the the urgency that, hey, it's, you know, five hours left before the pre-sale ends, right? So again, another reason to uh, communicate to them. Some advanced tactics that you can use in launching your, your mega launches. Um, you can have your program sell out either for real or not for real, right? But when it sells out, you kind of want to be like, Either close, like if you got a long time, have it sell out and then reopen it later. Uh, that works well. Um, you can have it where, hey, it's sold out, but if you get in by midnight, we'll let you in. You can say it's sold out, but we're going to open more spots. Um, you can say it's sold out and say, hey, we'll get you on the waiting list, which is code for like, you're going to let them in, but they're raising their hand. It works really well. Um, you can say, but once it sells out, then you can find reasons to reopen it, right? Hey, two people dropped out or, you know, we actually worked it and we can open 10 more spots. So that stuff can work. Now, these are advanced tactics and you can't do them all the time and you got to be strategic. Like just because it worked a challenge ago and you try to do it again, oftentimes you're communicating to the lot of the same people, right? So you got to change up kind of how you guys go about approaching this. Once you get through the pre-sale, you'll open sales at this point. Um, obviously you're going to back off the people that are on your pre-sale list. You can market to your regular list, but you're not going to hit them hard. Um, you're not going to hit them hard until you're either like truly running out of spaces or until the, uh, the last couple of days, because then you have the true scarcity and urgency that hit them hard again. So we go hard, we back off, we go hard again, and we create events to, to be able to go hard. And this would be the time that you start uh, ran, running Facebook ads and trying to sell people the, the challenge. Um, and then we have the final days. Like a lot of people freak out because if you do the launch correctly, you'll get a decent amount of sales and then you'll have a dead period where you're like, nothing's happening and you, you freak out. And then you get the the grand finale, which is closing the card. And then you're going to get a, an influx of people signing up again at the end because people will wait to the last minute. So the magic happens when the cart closes. So um, even when you run your ads, your ads at the end are always going to be more effective than your ads in the middle, especially if you add scarcity and urgency to, to the end of those ads. 
Um, and then obviously our goal is to convert 50% of those people and bring them onto, onto EFT. Now, if you have a refill program, you have other strategies to get people in, when you close those 50%, those should be net net to your membership. Those should be net net to, to your EFT. But if you only do a mega launch and then you just don't do the other stuff that we're going to teach you over the next five days, you might get a good surge. But by the time the end of that challenge is over, your attrition is probably eating up everything that you just gained. And a big mistake that gyms make is they, they'll put all their energy into like a challenge and then they'll back off. And then by the time they run another challenge, attrition's already eaten up everything that they gained during that challenge, right? You got to have multiple pulls in the water. And then uh, the next couple of days, me, me and Dustin are going to show you all the different pulls in the water that you can be having so that when you do a mega launch and you do crush it, those people actually go net net to membership and then everything else at a minimum paces with attrition. If you just did four challenges a year and you netted 25 people only from that, that's 100 new members. Where would your business be with 100 new members by the end of the year? Right? That would be pretty awesome. But you can't just do that with challenges. You got to be able to do that with other things that me and Dustin are going to talk about over the next five days. So that's pretty much the, the gist of how we run our mega challenges and how you guys should be thinking about your challenges. Is hopefully you guys got some benefit from that. You got some ideas of how do you make your challenges better, how to improve your marketing around your challenges. Quick, quick question came through. How often should somebody run a mega launch challenge? Yeah. Three, three to four times a year. So we always want to align them with when do people want to be in shape? So the times of the year that people want most likely to be in shape, New Year's, spring break, summer, and then uh, September when kids go back to school, those are the best times to to be running mega launches. Love it. All right. This was number one. There's more to come. So we'll see you guys tomorrow for the second way to get 50 more members. All right, guys. Hey, gym owners, I got some exciting news. We are now opening enrollment for the Fitness Empire Mastermind. Matt and I want to see you on the inside because this thing has created some massive impact. In fact, a couple gym owners recently shared that in the first couple months that they joined the Mastermind, they saw $20,000 in EFT added to their business. So that was awesome. And we want to see that happen to you. But you got to go to fitnessempiremastermind.com to apply. What do you get when you get on the inside? Well, you can expect to get done for you marketing campaign so you constantly have a flood of leads. You're going to get a business audit with Matt or myself where we'll look at your key numbers and see where we can find 50K in hidden revenue. And then you're also going to get the million dollar roadmap, which is basically a checklist that literally shows you how to get to a million dollar gym. And so these are just some of the tools. There's even more, but you got to go and fill out the application to see if you're a good fit. So go to fitnessempiremastermind.com. We'll see you on the inside.